All right, so it's a pleasure being here again. And um, today we'll be discussing the ninth God-ordained foundation of civilization, which is the God-required right to be honored 
with mankind's tights. Right? And all scriptures will be read from the King James Version Bible. And I'll start. So, brethren, this ninth God-ordained foundation of civilization, which establishes the God-required right to be honored with man's tithes, has been the subject of much debate and ridicule even among many genuine children of God. So, brethren, I know some might say that tithing is wrong. However, if one wishes or chooses to stay with me, then you will be convinced that the teaching that you have heard prior on the topic that tithing is wrong, then you will be sorry that you were not tithing all along. Now, with regards to the full gospel fraternity, which members with Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 to 12, all the day long, they too are doctrinally wrong. Because Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 is not dealing with one tithe, but it's dealing with three tithes. So brethren, the first point that I wish to draw your attention to is this. Tithing and communion are two ordinances of the Melchizedek priesthood. Even the priesthood under which God dealt with Abraham, who later became Abraham, the father of faith and a friend of God. Now it is worth noting that these said two ordinances of the order of Melchizedek were simultaneously celebrated and cataloged at the same time even in genesis chapter 14 verses 18 to 20. now shouldn't you be asking the question is that not significant so brethren it is indeed significant now i will not be surprised if someone asks why based on what I just mentioned just now. Now the answer to that why is man is a creature that loves to receive while he resents giving. And this can be seen every time he's about to give offering. He is seldom happy. The exception being when he is promised something in return. His frown soon turned to anxious, anticipatory grins. Now, the difference between Melchizedek and Titan is an Old Testament mystery, which is little known by many even today. So, the difference is hearing explained for your information, your consideration, and eventual adoption. So, please listen attentively. Now, brethren, if you had noticed in Genesis 14, verse 18, that Melchizedek first gave bread and wine to Abram and blessed him, then following upon his being blessed by Melchizedek, Abram, as an act of honoring the greater one, thanked Melchizedek with his tithes 
right? So what I want you to do is to think about this, brethren. Now, before I treat with the Levitical aspect of tithing, let us consider another patriarch, even Jacob, who was a titer. Unlike his father Isaac, who learned early from his father Abraham and was able to sow even in a time of famine and receive a as we read in Genesis 26, verses 12 to 14. Jacob, who also operated under the Melchizedek order, knew that he did not have to give to God first before God could bless him, linked his tithing to a vow, and said the following. After having been blessed by God in Genesis chapter 28, verses 12 to 15, understandably, he appealed to God in the following significant words, which I'll be reading from Genesis chapter 28, verses 20 to 22. And it states, And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tents unto thee. Notice again, brethren, that both Abraham and Jacob honored God after being blessed, instead of honoring God to be blessed, as is required under the lesser Levitical priesthood. Now, the third example that I wish to draw to your attention is King David, who, strangely enough, operated under the Melchizedek order also. With regard to his giving, proof of this can be gleaned by observing Psalm 110 verse 4, then 1 Samuel chapter 30 verses 78, 1 Chronicle chapter 15 verse 27 in which David was dressed in an effort. Now, remembering that King David, being born from the tribe of Judah, was disqualified to be a priest after the Levitical order and could only have worn the effort under the Melchizedek order. Hence, his reference to Jesus being a priest after the order of Melchizedek in Psalm 110 and verse 4. Now, when one turns to First Chronicles um, chapter 29 and reads the same, one must be convinced that King David's giving was patterned after the order of Melchizedek also. So the following excerpt surely confirms my point of view on this doctrinal issue being discussed. So I will be reading from First Chronicles chapter 29 verses 10 to 14 and 16. Now, David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty 
for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thy hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great, and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee, and praise thy glorious name. But who am I, and what is my people, that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee, and of thy own have we given thee. O Lord, O God, all this store that we have prepared to build thee and house for thy holy name, cometh of thy hand, and is all thy own. So that was taken from First Chronicles chapter 29, verses 10 to 14, and verse 16. So brethren, King David, to whom God revealed, and who operated under the Melchizedek order with respect to praise, according to First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 27, also operated under the said Melchizedek order with respect to his giving to God. So this can be seen if you read First Chronicles chapter 29, verses 14 and 16, as I just did shortly. Now, confirmation that David's giving was patterned after the Melchizedek order can be gleaned by studying David's sojourn at Ziklag. Now, two things are noteworthy in that episode. And they inform us that the Melchizedek order is one of grace and not of law. Accordingly, I repeat, the main characteristic that distinguishes the Melchizedek order from the Levitical order is the fact that it is a priesthood that is based upon the grace of God and not upon the law of God. So this can be seen by King David's treatment of 200 of his soldiers who were too wary to cross the brook Besor to retrieve what the Amalekites had stolen from them at Ziklag. Notice, if you will, that when they had recovered all that the Amalekites had stolen, the 400 soldiers who went with David advised him not to give any of the spoils to the 200 who did not go over the brook Besor with them. So to, the, to that advice, David responded with a stern rebuke and, in addition, made it a statue of compassion that those who went over the brook and those who stayed by the stuff must always have an equal share. So this fact you can prove by reading 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 9 to 25. So moreover, the second act of David that highlights the traits of those who operated under the order of Melchizedek can be gleaned by reading 1 Samuel chapter 30 verses 26 to 31, in which it is recorded that David sent a portion of his spoils to the elders of Judah and even to all his friends in 13 named cities and in all the other unnamed cities where his other friends lived. Yes, brethren. The Melchizedek priesthood is a priesthood of love, and those who are touched by the love of their heavenly Melchizedek also operate with the love of God, as we read in 1 John chapter 5, verse 1, who sends rain on the just as well as upon the unjust. So, 
so unlike the Melchizedek priesthood, which is a priesthood of the grace of God, even the love of God, the Levitical priesthood, which was introduced after the Israelites exhibited the worst display of ingratitude, notwithstanding the manifold love which God had shown them in delivering them from the iron furnace of Egyptian bondage, is a priesthood of the law of God, which made nothing perfect. And Hebrew chapter 7 verse 19 informs us of this fact accordingly. So then one would ask, why was Israel given the Levitical priesthood and not the Melchizedek priesthood under which Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and even David operated? And the answer is simple and follows hereafter. Since Israel repaid God with ingratitude, notwithstanding the facts, that he demonstrated his unmerited love to them in delivering them from Egyptian bondage, he had to reign in their ingratitude by placing them under the law that condemns and kills. So that's 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6, 7, and 9. Now, since the law was added to the Abrahamic covenant, everyone who was under the law would have died if he or she ever sinned. Therefore, in order to prevent the law from killing all those who were under its jurisdiction, even the very people through whom Christ was destined to come into this world, God in his mercy indexed the law to the weaker Levitical priesthood until Jesus Christ was manifested. As we see in Galatians chapter 3 verses 19, Galatians chapter 3 verses 23 to 22, if in doubt. So the law with its Levitical priesthood, which was incapable of producing the perfection which Christ required, as we read in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, being a merit system that rewarded the obedient while it penalized the disobedience, held its way until the seed came, as Galatians chapter 3, verse 19, Galatians chapter 3, verses 23 to 25 states. So as I come to a close, brethren, being a merit system, the law is a system of works in which you earn what you work for. Hence the injunction in Malachi chapter 3 verse 10, which states, if you bring your tithes, then I will bless you abundantly. Unlike Abram, who with a heart of gratitude responded to Melchizedek's blessing in Genesis chapter 14, verses 18 to 19, or in the case of Jacob, who vowed in Genesis chapter 28, verses 20 to 22, to respond to God's blessing with a tenth of all that God would have first given him, honored God after having been blessed by giving him his tithes. And King David, who lived in the dispensation of the law, understood the Melchizedek priesthood even better than Jacob. Proof of this is cataloged in 1 Chronicles chapter 29 verses 1 to 16 or 1 Samuel chapter 30 verses 1 to 31. So as I end this segment today, brethren, we saw that under the order of Melchizedek, we gave because we were already abundantly blessed of God. 
While under the Levitical system, one gives in order to be blessed. And more would be said as you stay with me as I continue discussing other pillars. I want you to continue reading your word daily and strengthening yourselves in the way because Jesus Christ will be returning soon and we have to prepare ourselves to face what is ahead of us in the future. So that's the end of my segment today. I will be live next week, Monday again. Please be safe. Have a productive week. And remember that I love you and Jesus Christ loves you.